Hello, everyone. Welcome back to This, That and a Bit of Keto. And it's Carrie and I back in town chitting the chat. Hi, Gary. Hello, Led. How are you? I'm very well. And I've got a little fact about you, which I want to share with everyone. So you're joined today by I'm joined today, sorry, by my co-host, Carrie, who has managed to break her finger on a soap dispenser. What happened there? (laughs) So it wasn't actually broken as in the bone was broken and it was actually my thumb. But yeah, I had a fight with a soap dispenser and I lost do you know, and maybe you don't have these in England. I can't remember. It's been too long. Here, you get soap dispensers that kind of fit in your counter, in your countertop by the sink. You know, they drill a hole in the countertop and the plunger bit goes in the top yeah, and the bottle yeah. goes underneath. Got you. And, and <laughs> so I took mine out because I've had one into the kitchen remodeled. And, and I took it out because it was like annoying <clears throat> It was in the way for my builder, contractor in the US. And so I took it out. So imagine I've got this soap dispenser bottle and I've got the plunger and the plunger is sitting in the bottle, but the two aren't attached because you actually need the countertop in between for the whole attachment thing to work. So this this plunger is sitting in a bottle, but it's all floppy. And me, you know, (laughs) I try to dispense some soap using one hand so I've got my two bottom my little finger and the next finger holding the bottle and my thumb fully extended on the top of the plunger and I I push and because they're not connected it all kind of went literally sideways and my my thumb went bang and um, I ended up in the it, it was so painful, it made me cry. So hang on, what, next... what actually happened? Was it dislocated or actually snapped your well, bone? I, 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 no. I, so the next day, it was still hurting so badly I was crying. And you and me, we're migraine people. So, you know, yeah. our pain tolerance is pretty high. Yeah. And I woke up and my thumb's making me cry. So I actually went to the ER, which is quite a thing. I never, like, you know, you have to force me to go see the doctor. So I ended up going to the ER because I was terrified that if I'd done something mechanical to it, that at some point I may not regain full use of my thumb, which when you do what I do is like, that wouldn't be cool. So I went to the ER and got it x-rayed. It's not broken, but um, they wanted me to see a orthopedic surgeon because God forbid that... (laughs) But you would just go to one place and get all the answers in this country. No, you have to go see someone who's specialized in thumbs. So right. I went to see the thumb specialist and, um, well, they put it in a splint. And then a few days later, I went to see the thumb specialist. And he said the ligaments were not torn and the ligament was not detached from the bone because I would not be able to move the top of my thumb if that were true and that was all I really cared about so they gave me a very upgraded splint which kind of went halfway up my arm and completely immobilized my left hand my goodness um so I've been wearing that I've been practicing as you can see Dan I've been practicing without it yeah and the pain is I also had um my massage therapist does has a magical cold laser device, which is I have found over the years is kind of magical for healing soft tissue damage. So she did a cold laser treatment on my thumb and um, and I've been putting Arnica on it like as many times a day as I can remember. And it's much, much improved. And I do have periods of time where I'm out of my splint. Wow. So but how yes. long has that been now? So I did it, of course, I did it the Monday before Keto Fest. So I was completely useless at Keto Fest. Couldn't help with the prep. Couldn't. Is that three do... weeks now or two weeks? Uh, so weeks. that was, uh, so I did it on like the 11th, 11th of July. Wow. Blooming heck. But it really seriously hurt yourself there. Wow. 
yeah I did it was um but yeah with the soap dispenser I wish I had a more interesting story like I was you know skiing down Everest or you know something really brave no it was the soap dispenser believe me if you said you're skiing down Everest I think you're just stupid not brave so I think it's <laughs> fine I think uh you know what though domestic accidents just happen don't they it's a sort of you're in your home environment everything's fine then suddenly you've seriously hurt yourself I think that's quite a common problem that most of us have you know <laughs> so uh anyway sorry to hear that anyway so I'd like to introduce my co-host today who is the inimitable Dan Grief and Dan can't stand the expression non-fiction Right, it gets my goat this, and I'm happy to explain exactly why. i, I got to know why, because I only ever read non-fiction. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. I love <laughs> what non-fiction actually is. I love factual, but I don't like things being defined by what they're not. I find that really weird. So if, oh. it is called, if it's called fiction and factual, that would make a lot more sense to me. It's like it's a fact book, it's a fiction book, it's made up, it's real. But the fact it's called fiction and non-fiction, I find that really, that jars me massively. Like, do you like non-fiction books? I mean, reality. Yes, I do like reality, you know? And it just, why is fiction seen as being, I'm getting annoyed now, but why is fiction seen as being the gold standard (laughs) of what reality should be in books? And somehow non-anti-fiction. I just, it just winds me up. Have you ever kind of, thought about or do you know why what was it that triggered that kind of well the thing i want to know that? is i want to know what do you mean why did i get angry or who started the process no, no, no. of calling why, it non-fiction why did, you, why did you suddenly get angry about the i'll tell, tell you why because i'm by tradition a history person and i'm a history teacher and politics teacher so i deal with fact and things okay in politics what's a fact you know it might not be so factual after all but in history you're trying to look at what actually happened and it's re- reality right and so i don't like the fact that it's def- defined as a non-fiction thing it should just be a factual thing it just it just seems weird it's defined by fiction and also reality came first fiction came second so why is it fiction and non-fiction why is it not factual and non-factual I, can you hear the listeners now clicking and going yeah you're totally right it should be factual and non-factual in that case not fiction and non-fiction anyway it really annoys me when i hear people say i like to read non-fiction so i think we should call it factual from now on in and fiction and keep them separate i'm if with you mix, ever ever I'm, I'm with you i'm with you mostly because I I do like to live in in reality. I I thought you were going to say you're with me because you dare not say anything different now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh no, uh, I, I'm with you because I you know if I read a book, it's cooking, photography, or yeah, psychology. Yeah, yeah exactly. I I, I like dealing in facts. So yeah. I love fiction, by the way. I don't, I'm not against fiction as a as a genre. I'm just saying. Why is factual defined as opposed to fiction? That is a very weird linguistic thing that annoys me. So, yeah. So factual and fiction, that's how it's going to be from now on in, guys. You've heard it here first. Okay. All right. Good. Now, I just want to say about the show today. um, So just just if you're a new listener and you don't know what this is all about, let me just explain. (laughs) We don't either. (laughs) Well, we don't know what's going to happen, that's for sure. But Carrie and I have um, decided to do a little bit of an extra show. So the Friday show that I put out my podcast is very much low-carb, keto-focused. This one is this and that and a bit of keto. So basically, it's more of a catch-up with Carrie to share some uh, stories, to see what's been going on, to share factual and fiction stories. And... um, just to sort of catch up, really. And that's why this goes out on a Tuesday as a separate thing. So as I got one negative review, if you're here just for the keto and the low carb, go to the Friday show. If you're here and you want to just hang out with us, then stick around. You're more than welcome. Although there will be in every show some little gems of wisdom related oh, to keto. Some, many, exactly. So- you might want to like you know fast forward through the politics or the <laughs> or the soap dispenser stories or the non-fiction but you might want to hang around for the little keto gems that we're going to toss in there or the little life life hack gems that we're going to toss in there with the hope that they will ultimately help you on your keto journey 
there you go perfect i think that's a great idea so stick around and the great thing about this is i know that carrie might have a few topics but i've got zero idea what we're going to talk about and i think the best conversations are like that where you just meander and you just see what you think and you share it straight away and it's a real conversation i think that's important so carrie what do you want to chat about well first i thought we'd do a little last time we did a little recap of 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 what had been happening uh prior months it kind of took up the whole episode and we got kind of engulfed in politics. a lot a lot had happened to be fair a lot had <laughs> happened yeah so this time i just want to do a little short recap of my month which was basically construction at my house keto fest and my busted thumb was the the majority of my month has been uh, any or all of those three things at various levels of um i've lost my word anyway the month and i'm still in the so the busted thumb is kind of half in half out the keto fest is over it was absolutely fantastic um and the construction continues and in fact in about 45 minutes i'm gonna have four dudes show up at my house banging and and laying floors and replacing stringers on stairs and Great, the stringers amazing. if i don't know if you call them i've never heard of this term before but the stringer at least in the u.s on the stairs is that is that bit of wood that goes up the side oh i know what you mean um yes that is it called a dado rail or something no 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 no. the the bit that's actually on the stair treads it's like but it's the wood bit that's on the wall that connects the stair risers and the treads i wouldn't have a clue anyway yeah i don't know what we call it in england here they call it a stringer and i need some one set of stringers replaced so it's going to get noisy here in about 45 minutes um my busted thumb we've already covered that and keto fest was it was lovely it was so i want to ask you were, about this because i'm yes. really gutted i wasn't there and it sounds from what i've heard from carl it's a really really good one this year it was different and differently good as well it was but I, it, it was smaller it was a lot smaller it was a lot shorter but it was somehow it felt more intimate and special because we all hadn't seen each other yeah. you know for three years because 2020 of course didn't happen 21 didn't happen and and so the last time we were all together all the keto fest people were together was in 20 was july 2019 so it's been literally three years a long time and so even though it was shorter and smaller it felt like this huge celebration of kind of life for the universe and everything um of course i was useless at the last minute i was useless i i had all these tasks assigned to me for prep day because we cook keto fest involves we feed everybody the entire time so we there's a lot of prep involved and a whole bunch of volunteers and and depending on some of the the vendors will come and help prep in the kitchen because it's a super fun day because everyone's there just kind of working together and making food for everybody and um so i was completely useless because i had my my thumb and there's not a lot you can do in a kitchen with one hand so um uh that was very disappointing for me that i couldn't help i can imagine though there's a communal element to that there's something about food isn't there where it's not just the eating but the preparation as well it's a real family yeah, type and, activity and, to do. and you know so a lot of the and so friday night we also had the the vip party where the, the there were three levels of tickets and and if you wanted to 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 come to to do all the things there was a party for those people on the friday night before right. the main event was on the saturday and and so a lot not all but a lot of the speakers were flying in so dave feldman flew in from vegas um siobhan huggins came in from colorado dr ballastead came in from oregon um amber o'hearn also came in from colorado so they had to fly in on either the friday or the thursday 
Yeah. And so, you know, noon on the Friday, we're in, we're all in the kitchen, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can. And other people are like, you know, making salads and prepping toasted cheese sandwiches. And Dave Feldman walks into the kitchen. So, I mean, he's also kind of there. And it was just, it was like... <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, like the prep people... day was almost like my favorite day. I love it. I love it. And I just think that, you know, as a podcast host, I've only met these people. Actually, I have met Dave in person, but most people there I would have uh, only met online. And so the thought of you just all together in a kitchen cooking is just like a sitcom, really, isn't it? Like I can just imagine how cool that must be. It was. So um, we did that. And then the Saturday, so, and then we had our little party that evening and I think it was just people were so the feedback that we got from attendees was that well one was that they really really missed the two keto dudes podcast Mm. um a lot of people mentioned and and I think for you also important to know I I don't think we as podcasters recognize the lifeline that podcasts can be for people I think because we don't we kind of record them in a vacuum. We don't see the people. We I don't... always forget people are listening. Uh, and right. I, in a way that makes for a better podcast because you're having a real conversation with somebody rather than right. recording. You know, and I don't think we're that sort of podcaster anyway. But I can imagine if you did think you had a big audience, you might perform for them rather than just be yourself. But I think also it is just you and I in this conversation right now as we're recording, which means that you kind of forget about it afterwards don't you you don't think about the listener you don't think about their experience of listening to it and it's lovely when you get feedback and you sort of think oh i remember that from a few weeks ago now like you know they've they've resonated with it as much as i love doing podcasts i i never apparently i've always totally underestimated the effect the positive effect that it has on the listeners and I kind of like, yeah, they won't, yeah, they, they won't care if I'm here or not. They won't care. Apparently, that's not true. Um, that's lovely. Really lovely. Um, almost every single person I spoke to said, you know, it was really difficult when the when you stopped recording the podcast. We understand why you did, but but it was really difficult because that was our like our last lifeline of keeping yeah. us kind of connected to keto when you know the rest of the world was going crazy and and of course a lot of people started eating emotionally, which I completely understand, totally yeah. understand. We've talked about this before. Um, the, no judgment here for doing that. We get it, but a lot of people said to us that that the podcast was kind of like the last bastion of oh, like why really are we staying hear, on this it? plan and and I felt mm. terrible because I just I didn't realize how and that's a big failing on my part I think that I didn't realize how important the podcast was in in helping people I I just I didn't ever cotton on to that so yeah. Um, so that was the, the negative feedback, but the people, what does that mean? What does that mean in terms of the future of the podcast? Because it's hard to hear that. And I'm sure Carl and Richard felt the same and then think, oh, well, that's not going to happen. Now I know it's a tricky time with Richard's study and that's obviously probably the main reason why things are paused. But do you think that there is a future Soon, a near future of the podcast coming back? I, I don't know. I did. I spoke to Carl at Keto Fest um, and I said to him, I've had all this it. feedback about the podcast. And he said, yes, me too. So he'd been hearing the same story. So, but of course, you know, there, there wasn't any time for us to have a side conversation about that. Yeah. Um, but he did kind of say we should talk about this. So, you know, who knows? I'm, yeah. I'm not this, saying listen anything. To this um, listen to this space. There hasn't been any opportunity since Keto Fest um, for Carl and I to get together. But I I just, so for you, Dan, especially for your Friday show, just know that you are almost certainly kind of at some point the the lifeline, the thing that keeps people going. You know what? Um, I think there's that lovely um, line that's, have you seen the film Shadowlands about C.S. Lewis? It's a brilliant film. I recommend it. It's in the 90s, I think. And um, anyway, C.S. Lewis is, is talking and he says, 
We read to know we're not alone. And I think that this applies to this situation. So we listen to podcasts about things that we're into. And of course, food and health and our well-being is such an intimately personal thing. It's lovely to know we're not alone and that there's somebody going through that journey. You can listen to their experiences and they can share with you. And sometimes that is the most important thing, right? Just to know that we're not alone. We're on the same path with other people. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, I've always been um, like, oh yeah, people won't care if I don't do a live. They're not going to miss me. They're not. But I, apparently that's not true. I've had the same feedback from, from my folks that, that I, you know, I used to do lives in my Facebook group and, you know, things like that. I didn't recognize or, or understand how important those were to people to staying connected. So that's powerful, really powerful. And actually, for anyone listening who feels like they've they've eaten their emotions, I think that's a thing that I've certainly can relate to. Um, or if you feel like you are, you know, cut off in some way, there are things you can do like Facebook groups and there are podcasts still going. And hopefully one day the two or should I say just Keto Dudes podcast will come back. Um, I'm sure it will. I can't think that any of you three aren't completely up for doing it again i think it's just the situation and the time that's the thing isn't it yeah right so i mean it, it will all carl and richard and i will will come up with what we feel is the best and you know i've i've always been the third leg right i mean i've always been the add-on i was the stand-in and i'm not confused about <laughs> my ranking in the world of the two keto dudes i i was you know and 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 if carl and richard want to go back to Carl and Richard I'm like hey I was honored to stand in um not everybody loved me which hey there's people I don't love so right that's that's life I I did the best I could I was me I didn't try to be Richard um I know a lot of people told me that they they loved the recipes and it really helped them and others not so much you know you you can't please everyone if carl and richard want to go back to the original two keto dudes i am as i say i will always cherish the time that i had there and i was still flawed that they asked me to be the stand-in um when richard had to step back but if that's what they feel is the right thing for the people then that's what they should do Mm. uh but 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 if they decide that they want to do the 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 three or or me and Carl or whatever, I'm happy to do what they decide is the best thing for the peeps because that's why I do this. I, you know, I I do this to help people. Um, no, wonderful. And, and if I'm not the best vehicle for doing that under the two keto dudes umbrella, then then that's cool. I'm I'm totally cool with that. So the short answer is I have no idea. But yeah. we will be talking about it. Great. Well, watch this space, everyone. And um, yeah, it's, it's so good to hear that you said that Keto Fest was such a positive experience. Carl said the same to me. He said, in some ways, it was his favourite because it was much more intimate and people were able to... Well, the one thing he said, which I thought was lovely, he said that people were able to be um, themselves. And if that meant that they were obese or if they meant that they had some sort of issues around food they could just literally turn up and be themselves and i thought what a positive message that is that people can have somewhere to go and be accepted that's wonderful there's no um there's no pretense at keto fest it's not one of those conferences which is filled with air quotes influencers yeah um and 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 tiktok people and you know what i mean when i and say perfe- that perfection around you everywhere and everyone's it, it, got it it's sorted. not it, yeah. it's people like you know dave feldman the speakers that we had are just exist to help others they genuinely do they're not there to sell something then they're, they're not there because they they have their own personal agenda to fulfill yeah they are genuinely there to help and and so there's no posing <laughs> keto fest everybody just comes as they are and and there there were some people there who had obviously struggled in the in the weight department over covid we didn't care they were there right they they got up and they left their houses and they came to to 
be in this great environment and, and to just be with like-minded people. And I'm just like, kudos to you, because it would have been so easy for them to have let any guilt or shame that they felt, like keep them at home and keep them away. And that's the absolute opposite of, of what we wanted for people. So I'm just, I'm thrilled. Everybody came, everybody said, there's no judgment here. Like no one's like picking holes in me. No, I can just come here and be who I am. And, and if I struggled during COVID, so I can talk about it and y'all will just love me back to getting on track. And it was, it, but, but it was such a, everyone was just so relieved to be back together and and you know to be able to to hug and to you know just support each other after three years of not being able to do that it was it was pretty special I have That's to say brilliant. I'm and really course, chuffed. The speakers were were awesome, and um, and of course again it wasn't like one of those conferences where you know the speaker gets on stage and then they get off and they disappear and you you like the next time you hear them they're on a podcast or you know doing whatever they do. It like the speaker comes off stage and then they go find a bench outside and everyone crowds around and they answer all the questions and they hang out with people and they have a beer or whatever and and then then they everyone stayed like all the speakers stayed they ate with everybody they they just they got off stage and became part of the party. It's one community, yeah, one community, and we all belong to it. That's brilliant. And hopefully, fingers crossed, next year it will happen again. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it, if it does? Um, that, you know. Oh, that that's for sure the plan. I, I think Carl was of the, the, the mindset that if we can do it in 2022, then for sure we can do it yeah, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> and, and we can do it, maybe go back to the old format of three days and, and, you know, all of the things like we were able to do in 2019. So that's the hope. That's so th that was really construction. So that was Keto Fest. It was fantastic. I was super disappointed that I couldn't help. Um, super disappointed. However, I was there. I did support Keto Chow came and they had a, a booth and they were dishing out samples of, of Keto Chow, which and, and electrolyte water. And of course, it was hot because Connecticut yeah. in July and um, everyone was flocking to the keto chow booth because they had electrolyte water which was just reviving everybody and the uh the lady from keto chow holly um is a great friend of mine i just love her she's just like one of those angelic little people that just you know makes everything better and she was there <laughs> running around she kind of took my place in the prep on friday and and helped out there where i couldn't and um so that was awesome. Julie, we call her Julie Bagel. Julie Bagel from Fox Hill Kitchen. She makes um, keto buns and bagels. She was there. Dr. Tro's wife, Rosette, um, does baking mixes. Um, right. She was there with all her things. I think that was her kind of her, her keto conference coming out party was keto. So that was really Brilliant. cool. Um, lovely people. I just it was it was fantastic. Well, I, I will be there next time. Fingers crossed. It's uh, yeah. No hard excuses to know. next time. We're not taking no a second time. Well, then. I was going to say the this time it's um, just a quick update for everyone. Um, I'm moving house. Um, okay, when we're recording, it's this coming up weekend. By the time you listen, it will be last weekend. So the last weekend in July, I'm moving, um, which is exciting. So we found a house, which I don't think. In June, I'd even found somewhere at that point. It was still no, you hadn't. You were um, up in the air. You were in like we're gonna be in a tent mode. Yeah, it's you know what life just is not easy. So we found this place, and it's actually very close to Deliciously Guilt Free, where I, you know my business, so I can cycle there every day, which I'm really looking forward to. Yay! So really positive, like habit changes, just because of the environment, which is I think the best way to do things like that anyway, right? Um, so that's good. And then we booked this man and van who actually this guy has been brilliant. He's, he's moved me every time the business moved from place to place. So it used to be in my home kitchen here in the flat where we live now in university accommodation. Actually, I could, I could do these things now and talk quite openly about it because I was terrified for a long time that Cambridge University was going to kick us out of a flat because we were running a business here because they never knew. So that's a bit of a secret. And I was doing all this stuff. 
under the radar thinking, will I get away with this? So I used to have Oops. the yeah, I used to have the council inspection, like come and like check my, my kitchen to make sure I got the hygiene certificates, we got the five stars, etc. And I'd have to like they would come and like do our inspection and whatnot. And then if the if the university came around, I have to try and hide everything quickly and you know, <laughs> why have you got two fridges? So we're just very hungry people, you know, yes, like we're... yeah. Fresh food. I, Fresh food. Fresh food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really into fresh food. Not even that many freezers. No, just fr just fridges. Um, we're, so yeah, we're, we're bulk, but we're preppers. We're, we're preppers. Buyers. Yeah, we're planning for the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I was always like trying to like nervously like run the business from here, and then this guy Nick, the man and van, he moved us from here to the cafe that was closed down during lockdown and moved mm -hmm. our stuff there, and that's how I got to know him. And then after that, we became good friends. And he moved me when I moved to the soft play, which is where the business moved to next. Then he moved us a few weeks later to the cafe, the kitchen where we are now. So he is always the man I go to. He's brilliant. And he confirmed he's going to move us this weekend. Yay! And then hold your horses because, oh. <laughs> because he then called me yesterday and said, I'm so sorry, but my wife reminded me we're away all weekend. I can't move you now. <gasps> and... So the drama, dun, dun, dun. Devastation. I, I've got zero removal people uh, and we're moving at the weekend. So one of my jobs today is to desperately find a removals company. Now, my landlord does have a van, so I could rent that from him and do it myself, which is going to be a hard, hard job. I need the, you know, the, the muscle power to help me do that from somebody else. So I'm going to call around this afternoon and try and find somebody and say, can you help me, please? Because I've got no way of moving my family yet. But have, have all the um, have all the students solvable. left for for summer yeah, vacation? They would have gone. You have in no one June. there. There's nobody. Cambridge kind of becomes kind of well. We, you get an influx of, of foreign language students who are coming here to learn English in the summer. Um, I don't think they're up for it. They're like 16. You know, they're they're rubbish. So the students have gone. But you know what? I've got some good friends around here who might be able to help me and. We might be able to do it together. Um, save a few. Quids call call the Mormon missionaries. The Mormon missionaries. Oh, yes. Okay. Do they help people? Like absolutely, they will. Why did they'd know be that. delighted? There'd there'd be I don't know two, four, six strong lads. Get you hmm. sorted in a minute. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So I need to look into the options. I'll certainly give that um, a bit of an exploratory investigation. Uh, and then I'm, you know what? I'm sure that when by the time you're listening to this listener, it'll all be sorted and done, and it'll be fine. I think it will be. Um, it's just a case. It's just it's just another little stress, isn't it? You think that's sorted, right? I move on to the next thing. Oh no, it's not sorted. I have now that to deal with. Plus, it will be okay, lad. It, it will all work out how it's supposed to. I know that, and it, and it, it will, will in the end. It's just the thoughts before. And actually, I, I know. I, a really positive thing, though, that's happened. So um, my son has been ill for two months now. And I know. Poor little lad. Yeah, he's finally come out of it. And what's beautiful is that this week he's back to his old self. And you kind of, it's a bit harsh to say, but I almost forgot who he was because he's only three and a half. So you kind of get used to the new normal. And the new normal for us was a little boy who's miserable, who's, I mean, I felt so sorry for him. He's constantly itching um we now know what it was and i'll go into that in a moment but he's permanently like scratching because he's so itchy he's miserable he wasn't sleeping at night he was overtired and when you get overtired you can't sleep and so we've had a rough two months with him um and it turns out it was actually an autoimmune kind of response to covid so he had this rash appear and it just was going on and on and then as he was getting run down from lack of sleep he'd get hit by virus after virus and yeah it was very very difficult but last night Poor was little lad. Yeah. And at three and a half, you don't even have the 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 way to express it or to kind yeah. of you just gotta sit with it because yeah. you know you you can't explain what's happening in a way that us adults really get. Yeah. Like you you don't have the vocabulary to to share what's going on for you. Poor little lad. He he did suffer, and um, last night he slept through the night. Uh, second night he's done that in a row, which is just amazing. And then he came in this morning and he was chatting and he's, he's a very bright little boy and he was just being his happy self again. And I thought, oh, he's back. You know, the little thing is back to how he was. So that's really positive. And I'm so pleased he is because um, it was awesome. it was getting quite anxiety inducing there. So having that to deal with and no home and all the rest of it. But, you know, things are getting better. And um, and this is life, right? You know, life is a, a series of ups and downs and 
that's just how you learn and that's how we we kind of become more rounded human beings right right you know um i was actually thinking on this because i was listening to a fantastic podcast with i think her name is sam is it McAllister or Mc, or just alistair anyway she was the producer who made the, sh the show where Prince Andrew did that interview with Emily Maitlis on the on BBC Newsnight. Do you remember that from about a year and a half ago? I, I don't. Oh, my words. Right. So basically this interview. It, but I I've can't been... imagine it was good. It was horrific. But <laughs> the interesting thing is, this is when everything broke with Prince Andrew. So basically right. she went to do this. She organised it as the, as the producer and Prince Andrew's team was happy to talk about what had happened and put the record straight. That was the idea of this interview. And he turned up to it and basically came across very, very badly. Uh, I'll send you a YouTube clip afterwards. And he said some appalling things and, and it was just awful. And anyway, in this interview that I heard recently, she was asked, why do you think he said the things he did? And why did he not think people were going to, you know, why do you think people are going to believe him when it's so unbelievable? And she said, well, he has been in a, his life has been one, she thinks, where he's had very little challenge. He's had sycophants around him the whole time. He is the queen's favourite son. So that must bring a certain amount of like spoiled behaviour with it as well. And this is a man who thinks that all he has to do is give you a really poor reason for why he's done something. And you're just going to believe him because of who he is. And it made me reflect on life and think, I would hate to be like that. I would absolutely hate to be spoiled as a person in the true sense of what it is to be a spoiled kind of person is an incomplete, not quite rounded person. And so when you when you have these challenges like, you know, you're facing some family situation or the move or whatever it is, actually, these things do carve you in from the rock of reality into the person you become. Right. And actually, I'd much rather have challenges that that shape me and hopefully not break me. But because I've not faced anything horrific ever, but challenges that really make you who you are, they're actually all part of life and you should celebrate them as look. One day this will be a good story to tell and a lesson learned. And that's always positive. And that's what I think about my life the last few months. I, I absolutely agree with you. There's There's been some, you know, I know most of the UK listeners probably don't know. I mean, life's been, life's been hard. I've had some challenges. Yeah. But I, I now, and I think some people really just don't get this, when I say, you know, if I knew that something was going to cause me the kind of personal growth that that you know whatever in the past caused me I would say literally say I would go through that again however awful it was if I knew that that it would cause the same level of personal growth I would volunteer to go through that awfulness a second time yeah. If I knew that that was because I, I wouldn't be who I am had I not been through those things and faced those challenges. So I completely agree with you. However, just to be devil's advocate for a minute, not in, not really in Andy's defense, but just you, we can't expect people who have grown up in that environment to be to understand what it's like to be regular people like us. I mean, that they just, they, how could they? they yeah. yeah. They, I I mean, we're, we're asking them to do something that like, but that's what I'm saying. I'd rather uh, choose the path that I'm on. Like you just said, right. the same than the path that he's on. And actually, you know, you can look at what he has and go, I'm very envious of the lifestyle, the wealth, etc. But the price that it comes at is the fact that he is, stuck in this kind of childlike way of thinking about himself his relationship with the world and how everything works and i would hate however that. you you can understand why that would be so um yeah, you know yeah. and that that's not really his fault <laughs> like because he was born into that environment and he yeah. was born into royalty whatever that is uh, you know by by birth just by virtue of being born he was bestowed a title and and a lifestyle through nothing that he did oh yeah yeah it's, it's you can, a selection you by can understand chance, why he just is tone deaf about so much about yeah. he just doesn't understand life the way most of the rest of us do but that's you know he's not an idiot or a moron because of that like you couldn't expect anything else i i agree and i think it also gives 
well, it certainly hopefully gives me empathy and gives us the argument to empathize with we don't know where people come from and their experiences. We are shaped by so much that is a package of things behind the cover that you will never know until you get to know somebody really well. And that's why it's so important to show compassion and I think a certain empathy and openness towards everyone because you just don't know where they come from. And, you know, let people be themselves. I mean, this is all a bit wishy-washy now, but... You know, I think it's it's a, it's only the right thing to do. Sometimes we maybe judge a bit too harshly based on our own experience and the perspective. And it's it's just important just to just to be open to other people, isn't it? And and accept them for who they are, not having an expectation they should be who you think they should be. Right. Although again, I, I think that playing the other end of the devil's advocate is that when you are in a in a position like that, um you kind of have to be prepared to take it on the chin when when people are, you know, judge you. Yeah. Not that that makes it right, but do you know what I mean? It, it's just... But I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying that when you're brought up in that environment, when you're brought up to kind of snap your fingers and stuff just appears, it, we shouldn't be surprised that he doesn't seem to see that his behavior was so wrong yeah and that his bad excuses that doesn't, uh, that, that i'm not condoning or... what he did at all i'm oh, not condoning exactly any of that but it just it you gotta see you gotta understand that you can see how he got to be like that yeah yeah i, I do see what you mean um yeah it's um I, okay, I'm not going to go into this, but I could do. I guess I could say the system itself is flawed. Then, um, right. but I, that's a that's a that's a discussion for another time, maybe. Because right, um, where do you start on that one? I mean, you right. know, we, we live in the same world, yet we sort of all inhabit different ones at the same time. And I think sometimes the system doesn't actually make life real and normal for most of us. It makes things a fiction rather than factual. Just to come back right. to that, to recall to that moment earlier on. But let's not go into that now. So. Um, as we've only got a little while left until the end of this podcast, I was going to just look forward if we can, Carrie, and I was going to ask you what your plans are for the summer and how you're getting on in life generally and how's your journey going in terms of health and who you are. So <laughs> I have no plans um, until the construction is over because like the whole my whole house is in complete uproar. I uh, like I mean, you can probably see you can see that there's no trim like here. Like <laughs> like where's the trim? There is no trim. You that there, there's like my whole house is trimless. <laughs> I've got half old floor, half new floor. I've got a studio which has no trim and hasn't been completely I mean, it's just and like my entire kitchen is packed up. I don't yeah. even know where half my stuff is, let alone be able to do something useful with it. Uh, my photography gear is all packed up and away. My like it's in complete chaos. The uh, my 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 bedroom. Most of my bedroom things are actually in my bedroom, and yeah. I can go there to sleep. Improvement. You got something. And, at least. and I have a, a a a living room, a second living room, a loft. Which I can go there and sit and feel relatively normal. The rest of the house is in complete chaos. I've got stuff in the basement. I, all the rooms are in the wrong place. I got no trim. Anyway, chaos. It's it. So I haven't worked in July because I literally can't. I have no kitchen yeah. and I have no photography studio. And without those two things, I am nothing. So, um, and I I don't know when that's going to end, but I'm hoping it's going to end in mostly end in about two weeks right but i've learned because this process started 20 months ago 18 months ago and i thought it would be finished 15 months ago yeah Building so i've learned like that, now yeah. to not plan for anything because i don't know when it's going to end but i'm hoping it's going to be over in a couple of weeks and then i'm going to start putting my kitchen back together and putting the studio back together and, and actually doing some work, which I'm craving actually. You kind of feel in a way that this is your like final moving into your house. And they've been there for years, but yes. now you're making well, your environment for... how you want it to be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, 
yeah so I've been here four years and I'm still but you know without COVID this would have all been done but you know it took eight months to get the windows after we ordered the windows for the studio it took eight months to get them and and at the end of the day if it if it sounds like I'm being a spoiled brat because I'm complaining about how long it's taken to build a studio which most people would you know would not be a thing then I'm I I gotta tell you I am every day I wake up and I am so grateful that I'm able to even do this that I'm even in a position where I get to build a studio so if it sounds like I'm complaining that's my kind of construction fatigue (laughs) of like living in complete chaos for 20 months is really and that's a personality flaw of mine it's really starting to like play with my psyche like the chaos and physical disorganization is is driving me bananas but that's the thing Um, I think it's okay to know how you work and you know for somebody like me I could probably cope with the chaos a bit more because I'm more chaotic than you are and if somebody like you need a bit more organization then you you know you prefer that it's just who you are there's nothing I think it's just the length of time I think you know chaos I can I can be as chaotic as the next person for a short period but not for 20 months yeah that is that is a long time yeah um so there's that but also the uh so the second no the first week of August so the weekend of like the 6th I have a girlfriend who lives in downtown Philadelphia and her condo she lives in a um a condo which is an apartment but you own it so an apartment is rented and a condo is owned right so she lives in a condo in downtown Philadelphia and it's a very very old building and they're replacing all of the air conditioning and heating in the whole building and because she works from home and she's a coach it's like I can't be here working when I got people so I said oh just come here for the duration so she's and, and and because you can't carry all the things to live for two months on a plane when it involves you know monitors and you know yeah things so I'm actually driving to Philadelphia to pack her and and all her things in the car and I'm going to bring her back here and she's actually going to be here for two months so how far is Philadelphia from you then I've got no idea of US geography it's about a five hour drive wow because on the map you'd assume it's all kind of east coast roughly close to each other but five hours yeah well that is five hours is you do that here and, You're and in i'm the doing scene. it in a, d- a day i mean i'm going down saturday no sunday i'm driving down sunday morning loading her up and then coming back sunday i'm not staying so it'll be Ooh, down neck. that's incredible so what's the traffic you'd be you'd be knocked out well, by that, hours. That, that, that's why i said i will come and get you on a sunday <laughs> yeah yeah just in case something happens but it's less likely on a sunday because the traffic will likely be somewhat less on a sunday so that's the hope anyway so that that so i do have um i do have that friend coming for two months okay um then over the our august bank holiday which is different to your it's normally a week out from your august bank holiday right so i am driving to wisconsin or is it illinois I'm driving somewhere in the Midwest, in the upper Midwest, um, to go to a cheese festival. Oh, that sounds amazing. I Arthur, love the idea of that. Arthur Cheese Festival. So I have some some followers who actually I've met on my various travels. When I drive places to conferences and, and whatnot, I always tell everybody what my route is and, and say, if you want me to stop and have coffee or whatever, lunch or dinner, then tell me. And so I do all these little meetups on the way and on the way back. And so I, I met this fantastic man called Nick Byers um, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, okay. several, year, several years back. And um, he moved to Illinois and, and he's been following me and, and his friends have all been following me for years. And, and so he texted me one day and said, we'd really like you to come to the Arthur Cheese Festival and kind of stay for a long weekend and, and have a meetup at, at my house and I'll organize it and we'll invite all these people. Will you come? And I'm like, sign me up. I love Three it. days of eating cheese. 
so um <laughs> that's the last weekend in august i think i'm i'm driving to the middle of somewhere um to eat cheese for three days and hang out have my own little mini keto fest in 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 the midwest as well, they you know, call it you know what I, i'm actually embarrassed that i didn't mention this before now because it seems like an afterthought but i'm really i'm sorry to mark brereton and to ella brereton we of course had kestival which is our version of keto fest the week before uh you had keto fest and it was uh it was a get-together uh in northamptonshire which is a lovely part in central england and um yeah people were going there camping for the weekend i was only there for the day um but what an amazing experience like it was it was similar not in the same way because i feel like at um I, I guess at keto fest you know the community pretty well beforehand i didn't know their community because it's run by keto fitness club but oh my goodness what lovely people it was just all day long meeting people who are friendly who are coming over saying they listen to the podcast who buy from delicious guilt free who have followed me on instagram for years and not bought anything or followed me in other anyway but just sort of knew of me and it was just so cool meeting up with people so i think a highlight for me this summer is going to be meeting friends, family, people, if I can, from the keto community and just having a bit of time with people because this is the first summer we get to do this, isn't it? And and yep. not feel like we're all going to be struck down with some plague afterwards. Yep. I mean, it's so the last conference I went to, aside from Keto Fest, the last conference, I spoke at Low Carb Houston in October 2019. Right. So that was the last time I did any meetups. That was the last time I hung out with any fans, followers. That was the last time for any of that, which has been almost three years. So, yeah, it's um, I'm super excited about going to Wisconsin and eating cheese with with a bunch of kind people. And I think I, I'm pretty certain that that it's been the same in the UK. There's been so much divisiveness like everyone's been so divided on so many topics so to be able to hang out with people actually like feel and think the same way as you do about anything it's just been so fantastic like actually, to have a I common well, purpose with everybody yeah. who's around you and nobody's arguing with you it's been like but magical. i honestly think carrie that is a social media thing compared to reality meetups so you could call it fiction and non-fiction in communication <laughs> um i think that with regards to social media and the internet, people are far more likely to have debates if we were going to be charitable and arguments if we're not online. I think face to face, you might disagree with people, but you show a lot more respect to people and you can actually enjoy their company and still disagree, but it's okay. And I think it's the nature of the way we have our conversations. Right. But I think the last three years, all we've had, our, our major form of communication has been social media where... Yeah you know people are not as compassionate you know all the keyboard warriors and it takes the, humanity, the humanity out of the conversation doesn't it i think sometimes yeah so it's been i mean i i love social media for the positives so for being able to do lives for staying connected to people for you know my groups that i run just you know it's magical for that yeah but there is a a downside well and of course it's not social media i know there's a lot of people that say social media is evil it's not the social media no, it's, evil. it's, it's how the some people. people use it yeah and most people <laughs> are pretty decent people. as well it's just a few that's the thing it's the people that make social media awful or awesome it's yeah. not the actual platform yeah it's I'd, the people yeah so but yeah so i'm excited about cheese and then early september i have another friend flying up from arizona for what is becoming her annual escape from her <laughs> kids and husband <laughs> her adult sons and her husband um she's flying up from arizona uh we'll hang out and romp around the connecticut villages and beaches because the weather will still be fantastic Lovely. um and then first week of october i have someone flying out from washington but yeah i just got to get through the construction you'll be there soon i think by the next time we do the podcast um i'm gonna wave this child's one next to me by the time we have the next <laughs> podcast it will be sorted there you go 
done. Yes. Actually, I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks that I'll be able to start putting my kitchen back together and, and you know. And I also, also take these opportunities, which I hope you are doing. Um, when you move house, it's the best time to purge. Oh, like, God, yeah. like, you touch yeah. everything right yeah and so, so it's like why am i wasting this... my time moving it if i just chuck it and not need it yeah right so it's i'm i'm having a kind of a a semi-moving house process because i packed everything up and now as i unpack it i'm going to take that opportunity to kind of you know touch everything and go yes no like you know trash goodwill which is where we take all our donation stuff oh charity shop um, yeah yeah charity shop so um trash goodwill keep i'm gonna go through that process so by the end of it i won't only be organized i'll be super organized and like that's great i'll have kind of done and, and that you know what purge. on that point that's exactly what i've been thinking recently how there's so much stuff you think you need and then you start thinking when was the last time i used that or even looked at it or appreciated it years ago so why yeah. am i holding on to it like yesterday, I said to Besma how we've got like a big thesaurus and a big dictionary. And I said, I bought those years ago. I've not looked at them for years because I've got everything online these days. You want to look up a word or whatever, you just go online and you find it. You don't need a book to be there. But it felt like an uncultured thing to do to get rid of it, which is ridiculous. Why am I just lugging around a book I never look at? So she's like, I think we should keep it with the children. I'm like, the children are going to use it less than we are because they're that generation. Right. They're not going to yeah. even grow up with books, really. They're going to grow up apart from that, you know. The little kids that they're reading now they're gonna be using everything online so that's just the way the world's going isn't it so apart from moving and the um purging that comes with that and setting up your new home what do you have planned i've got something pretty spectacular which i haven't mentioned to anyone yet oh, because you it only... heard it here first yeah and and you're hearing it first carrie too but i don't know if it's going to happen exactly but this is what i'm thinking for the next month or two um, we've got a TV show here called Bake Off. I don't know if you've got it in, in the States as well. So do you know what that is? I want to say it's on Netflix or Hulu or somewhere, and I it don't think I've watched it. I've watched the, the show with Paul What's-His-Face. I think that's Bake Off, isn't it? I don't watch the TV Is that shows, the Great but... British Bake Off? Yes, that's if it, it. If it yeah. is, then yes, I yeah. know it and I love it, and and it makes me happy. So I'm planning listening to all the British terms. You, you and... could be you could be part of this then if you want to be, Carrie. So what we're going to do is have um, I'm thinking about putting together like a Bake Off competition. So running it as a DGF thing, uh, doing it like a one day where everyone can turn up if you're a novice, if you're an expert, and make some sort of keto dessert recipe. All of us together on a big Zoom, and then if you've got friends or family there taste it and give us your feedback on your recipe and what you've made i think it'd be really fun to do wouldn't it It will be super fun it just feels like being a pastry chef should disqualify me from that yeah i I don't know if i'd see the thing is that i don't know how to give a prize because if you're getting your loved one to taste it for you they've got an incentive for you to win right Maybe but, you know isn't that just the way the world is these days everything is a popularity contest everything yeah, it is. So there, maybe it should just be a bit there's of There's nothing based on talent now. It's just how many people you can persuade to like you. So maybe you could do it on I'm the I'm laughing. Look. I don't agree with it at all. Maybe you could be one of our judges and actually judge based on the look of the cake and not the oh, taste. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? We can't do the taste easily, but... Um... Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to participate and make something, but more as a kind of a, a how-to video rather than a participation, because that wouldn't feel... That wouldn't feel kosher to me, lad. Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, so maybe you could be a judge. You could be a... In some way, you could do something to help us with this. But yes. So you've heard it here first. At the moment, it's very, uh, it's a very basic, simple plan. Um, I've only been working on it the last few days, so it's, it's very new to my head already, uh, let alone everyone else. But this is the first time I've ever mentioned it to anyone apart from... Well, anyone, actually. I don't think I've mentioned it to anyone apart from you and our listener. So if you're interested in being part of the Bake Off, then listen to this space, everyone and um you might be able to be part of it but you know what if if moving goes a bit sideways or other things pop up and you can't do it right now it would be a brilliant pre-christmas thing excellent idea and you're right as well that 
you know what, I shouldn't try and pack too much stuff in, just see how it goes and go the flow. You know I'm going to pack too much stuff in, you know me well. But you can <laughs> Did pretend. we not just have a chat about that yesterday, Dan? Yeah, and already I've forgotten <laughs> and I'm packing stuff in. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, At thank you, At some point in the Harry. next several months, we will be having a bake-off. Or next year. Uh, next year. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> And then, and then you'll suddenly find on Wednesday morning it's happening that afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's just how I am, isn't it? What are you like, lad? <laughs> a mess, what that's like? what it is. <laughs> I, I just think life's short. You've got to fit as much in as possible, right? So I tend to be a fast mover. Um, but anyway, thank you, Carrie, for today. Uh, that's about an hour, I think. Um, that's yes. gone incredibly fast, incredibly fast. So thank you. And I'm going to have a bunch of a bunch i'm gonna actually gonna have four four brawny dudes are gonna show up at my house at any moment and start taking the house apart (laughs) (laughs) or at least taking taking the stringers away from one set of stairs and the other two will be continuing to lay the new floor fantastic so in that case i wish you all the best of luck with that and i'll speak to you next time from a brand new house okay Yay! Have you, have you been I'll show you around the place. Um, I've not actually been in it myself yet, and my wife has, so it might just be a, it might be an adventure for both of us. This is the oh, it's the bathroom. I didn't realise it's the bathroom. It is a bathroom, <laughs> and here is I think it's a bedroom. Oh, it's my bedroom. There you go. Wait, I might be, the mixer's in here. Maybe it's not the bedroom. <laughs> Tell them to get out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll speak to you soon. Then, Carrie, have a marvelous month of August. Okay. All right, lad. You too. Take care.